Hello, welcome to the Hales Owen Apostolic Church. Apostolic meaning what God says, not what man thinks. Please enjoy this teaching, and if you want more, please visit the YouTube channel or the website on www.halesowenapostolicchurch.org. Here we go. Um, the title, um, the title today, uh, it's been marvellous with Kevin's start and with David at his, with his offering and then with communion. It really uh, is marvellous to see, you know, how you know we we as as Christians are beginning to grow um, in the Word and and realizing what God has for us and all these things that are here to strengthen us. To, to guide us and to lead us. So this is, this is wonderful. So thank you very much, everyone, for what you've done. And of course, for the, for the wonderful worship songs we've had this morning. So my, my title for the um, sermon today is A New Year, A Time to Prosper. And, you know, and it is a new year and the whole world will be doing New Year's resolutions and everything else. But, you know, it is. You know, every day it's a new, it's, it's a new beginning with God. So having a new year is, 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 is a new beginning again. It's just a new year. And so no matter what is happening in this world, no matter what has happened around us, no matter what's happening to us, we have to make sure of our standing with God. He's always full of hope for us. His promises are amen and amen. So be it and so be it. He never changes. He's the surest. He's the solid rock. He's, you know, he is our savior. He never, he can never be moved by man. His spirit is real. You know, the, what he wills for us, what he wants for us, his desires. He loves to live in us. He wants to work with us. He wants to teach us, guide us. And most surely, surely his desire is to bless us all because he loves his creation. He loves us and wants the best for us in this short life on this world. And it is a new year and we haven't really got a clue how this, this year is going to pan out. COVID is, is one of the, 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 the worst things that have happened in our world. You know that with war, we know what's going to happen and the millions that, uh, that dying war, but we know uh, it's practical. We go and they fight, but this is, has been incredibly different. And that even that example of, of, of Richard this morning just shows you this invisible, this invisible disease, you know, you know, can, can goes to anyone. It, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's got no favorites. It's there to try to attack everyone. And we had nothing to stop it. And it, so it shows us, it shows us that we cannot trust man, can we? We can't trust man, no matter what he's trying to do. And it's wonderful to see some of the advances of technology and biology and medicine and, and you name it. Um, but, you know, it's, this, this COVID has really, uh, have really changed, you know, the way we are. Um, and, and it's, it's, it, and it's re been really, really bad that how many people have flouted the instructions of the government, um, you know, to, to not to have these social distances and, and everything else, you know, but I, I, I like this Zoom only because it's some way that we can get together and have the word of God to strengthen us to, and, and to build our strength up um, for every day. But I, I, I personally actually detest not meeting with, 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 with people at church to shake their hands, to give them a hug and greet them with a holy kiss 
and you know, laughing together, even crying together. You know, all that makes up that real family time and makes that bonding um, of a family when we can be together. But it is a time. It is a great time to reflect, um, you know, what, even what Ben has said in the communion you know, and what we've done, you know, and I, I did send some notices out, to, you know, for us to have a look at um, what we've done in the year, you know, you know, what have we failed at, what have we been good at, look at every part of our life so we can actually begin to look at this new year. But it is a great time to reflect on what we have done in the last year. And we had a, a church reflection um, a, a couple of weeks ago to what we've done within the church. But also, it's a time to reflect what we have not done. And it is incredibly healthy to do this. And it's not about punishing ourselves about what we failed at, what we've missed, what we haven't done. It's not that. It's always to look at what we haven't done. And then, you know, and as, and, you know it's, it's then to look to the future, you know, because don't forget whatever we do today, it has consequences for tomorrow and eternity. That is so important. You know, and we all have disappointments. We all have regrets. You know, I personally have my own disappointments and my only regrets. Um, but, you know, what I have done and what I haven't done, you know, and, you know, and, and I have to look at it. I mean, I, I try to, to look at myself over and over again. Uh, but one of the things that I will do for this year is, is to plan to overcome what I didn't do last year to do this year. So why? So we can make 2021 a prosperous year. Now, I, I love this scripture, um, you know, from, from 3 John 2, 4. I think it's one of these wonderful scriptures that, you know, that, that really sums up how God looks at us. 3 John 2, 4, um, beloved, I wish above all things that thou may, may prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Isn't that amazing? Because so, God's looking at the inside. He's looking at our spirit, at our soul, because don't forget, it's our soul that he's going to take to heaven. It is not our flesh. Our flesh will stay. He's going to give us a new body when we get to heaven. Hallelujah. I could do with a new body now, but praise God. And it's important that we look at that because God's trying to give us this word and guide us with his spirit so our, so our soul can be better, so the inside of us can bring out the salt and the light that God wants us to bring out. So we can, people can see we're different, you know, that, you know, I love, I love having joy and, 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 and being able to give this gospel with a surety, with a confidence that, you know, that what I'm saying is, is not what, what Mark is saying, but it's what God has done with us and saying to us even today. Verse 3, For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as, they walk, as you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. And that's got to be the same for all of us. For me as a pastor, I love it when people come back and tell me what they've been saying to people and how their lives are changing, you know, and how, how everything they've heard from God and they're trying to do. It's wonderful. That's, that's my greatest joy. 
you know, people love presents, you know, and, and for me, you know, I thank everyone who sent me a Christmas present, you know, and, and my greatest present would be for us to, you know, to be those wonderful witnesses and get people saved. That's got to be uh, the greatest present we can give to others and also for, for God as well. So it's amazing, isn't it? You know, how God wants to prosper each one of us. It's God's plan. It's his desire. It's his will that we prosper in this life. And you've heard this scripture many, many, many times. Jeremiah 29, 11 to 13. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. You know, that's our end. It's heaven. No matter what's going on, we're gonna, we, we want to be there. Verse 12, then shall you call upon me and you shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. This is when we're in God's plan. When we're doing what God has asked us to do, we have only got to there. He'll listen immediately. And you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. It's brilliant, isn't it? He always tells us how to do it. It's not just a scripture out of, out of nowhere. He, he tells us how to do it when we're seeking him and when we find him and when we're searching for the things that he wants us to do and we'll find him. And then, then he can prosper us. You see, that's for all of us. My question for myself and, and all of us also is what kind of life do we want with, with this God? God's plan is, is just is just incredible. It's awesome. It's, it's so huge. You know, when you look at how God has, has, has designed this, this, this world, the universe and every creature, you know, the, the complication for, 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 for me for even to try to think, even try to think how, how on earth did he, did he design this in, you know, every creature, every, every molecule, you know, every cell, every, you name it, it's just, it's just beyond me, you know, and I have to stop thinking about it, but I think for a while, because it is incredible, and you know, and I still say, and one of the most incredible things God created is us. You know, no wonder the Bible said that how, how we are wonderfully and fearfully made in the image of Almighty God, you know, and it's not the physical image, it's that personalities that character it's 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 how how god is you know all that love and kindness and all the wonderful things that god describes himself as but it was like this and we've got to get our our quick look at god and say listen look what he says in the beginning so genesis 1 verse 1 in the beginning God created the heavens and earth. And just look. That's all I ask you to do is just look at it. Look at anything you like and see how incredible this, this world that we live is in. And I'm going straight to Revelation um, 22, 12 and 13. And behold, I am coming quickly. This is my Jesus. And my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha, the, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. You know, and that isn't amazing. We've got the beginning and the end. You see, God shares with us 
the plan of the whole of creation. And what's incredible, specifically, he shares with us what part he wants us to play in, in it. But you know, it is entirely up to us how we live this life upon this earth. It's our choice. We have no one to blame but ourselves if we don't get to heaven or we don't prosper in this life. Again, let's, let's use the scripture, Romans 8, 35 to 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet, this is marvelous, listen. Yet in all these things, no matter what's going on, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death or life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amazing, isn't it? But you know, there's only one thing missing off all that list. You know, people say nothing will separate it. Oh, yes, there is one. There is only one thing that can separate us from God. It is not the devil or his demons. It's not other people. It is only ourselves that can separate us from our God. You know, when I look at this, I'm so overwhelmed with the love of God that he has for us. The whole character of God is based on love. And from that love that flows from his throne to all of his people, he tells us he'll forbear with us. He'll, he'll just keep going with us no matter what we do. He'll be patient with us. You know, he, he, calls, he calls that long-suffering. You know, it's marvellous, isn't it? He will suffer long with us. For a long time, he's telling. He knows. He knows us. He knows our weaknesses. And then he tells us that he's merciful, and that mercy lasts forever. Even though we sin, we're rebellious, we're self-righteous, we're unforgiving, and even going our own way in whatever we think is correct, he still says, Come to me, follow me, I'll forgive you. Repent and turn away from your unruly conduct and do the work of the ministry and see what I can do with you, what we can achieve together. Isn't that marvellous? So God planned this earthly life for us. I don't mean every bit of our life, but he planned an earthly life for every human being from the beginning to the end of this earth, man will live and die until Jesus Christ comes back again. Therefore, we must use it to plan our time effectively to achieve the destiny that God has for each one of us to fulfill his plans for us in this world and to receive the rewards for following the word of God. Listen, most of the human race will just get up this morning and have certain things to do and go and go through life, whatever it throws at them. But God does not want us to live that way. He wants us to live this life of hope, a life of expectation of what God tells us in his word he has for us. It's why as your pastor, I continually try through the word of God to, to get you 
to have a vision of your future life that God tells us within his word that he has for each one of us. But we will not achieve the fullness of God's blessing until we begin to use our time effectively in the kingdom of God. His spiritual kingdom, not our fleshly kingdom, his spiritual kingdom. It's why I continually encourage every single one of us to have a vision of where we want our life to go, for it to be our home, our marriage, our family, our job, our finances, our health. And the most important, what are we going to do with our God in his kingdom upon this earth? You know, time is our most precious commodity. It is the only item we cannot increase. Once it's gone, it's gone. Once our life has gone, it's gone. We cannot gain one second back. Nearly everything else in the world we can gain more of, but not time. No wonder God tells us to be careful with our time in the Bible. Ephesians 5.15, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. You know, that word circumspectly means to be diligent, yet again, putting the effort in to be using our time. Um, it means to, to walk perfect with God. And we know we're not perfect, but God can make our walk righteous. Um, you know, another translation for circumspectly means exact, exact, most exact, most straight the way that God asks us to do. So God's just telling us to use our time um, in the best way that we possibly can. And, and, he, and he does that, you know, by telling us like in verse 17, he tells us, therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So he wants us to understand that his will for us is to do these things so he can prosper each one of us. And that's one, Colossians 4, 5 and 6. Walk in wisdom towards those who are outside. So these are the people that are outside. We've got to be wise how we talk to them and how we spend our time with them and what we say, what we do, or how, they, how they see us. Yet again, redeeming the time, spending your time wisely. Let your speech always be with grace. You know, so there's that grace with favor for them, seasoned with salt that you may know how you ought to answer each one. We've got to have this answer. We've got to be ready in season and out of season to tell people why we have this faith. All of us can easily live a life um, and that we just believe that, oh, I'm, well, I'm just doing okay with God. Um, but the Lord is always talking to us about being free, not being conformed to the world, but being transformed by the renewing of the mind. So we can live free by the word he gives us and by the power of the spirit that he has put within each one of us, being joined together as one with God and listen, as one another as the body of Christ. When we've received the Holy Spirit, we become a family, we join the family, we were joined, we're joined with, with the Father just as Christ was when he received the spirit. And we've got to, that's so important. We're the family of Christ. We're going to be the bride of Christ for when he comes back. He's going to look for his, his, his bride. And he tells us he's coming back for his bride, which will be without spot 
all wrinkled. Why? For he will make us perfect. He will make us mature saints, disciples of the Lord. But he will work with us when we work with him in this kingdom of God. And when we've done that and when he comes back, we will either be caught up with him and if we're living or we shall rise from the dead and meet our Jesus in the clouds. Think on these things. Do you know God asks us to judge ourselves first? To examine ourselves. It sounds strange for us human beings, uh, but when God knows all things and even knows what you need before you ask, and yet He tells us to ask us, He tells us to examine ourselves, to, to judge ourselves. Why? Because it's all about our faith, it's about our trust in Him, it's about our love for Him. That is shown by our obedience to the word. And there's that word again, the obedience to the word. His plans for us are not grievous. We know that. And they are for an expected end. But the perfect end is that we'll end up in heaven. That's that great expectation of our life now. It's not, to, not just to death and disappear, but it's to death if we die and to, and to, and to be resurrected again and, and have that wonderful millennium, 1,000 years millennium reign where we shall be kings and priests and we'll have jobs to do in that, that, that there. And, and God will be with us and we'll be the saved, the church that has been saved, that he called off this earth. So we, we know we're there. So it, it, it's important. And Corinthians 11, 31 to 30, 31 says this, for if we would judge ourselves, we would, not be, we would not be judged. And so it's important that we look at these things, you know, and, you know, even, even Jesus said, I did not come to judge, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. Um, but he said that he rejects me and does not receive my words, has that which judges him, the word. Isn't that amazing? So we don't need to judge it. We, we look at people only by the word. In Psalms 26, verse 2, he says, examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my mind and my heart. And yet 2 Corinthians 13, 5 says, examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you know, not know yourselves that Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. You see, this God of ours is working with us. Obeying his commandments will make his word be even more perfect. And he's, he knows that he's the word for us, that it's good for us. I know well, we don't particularly like doing things like that, and it's not, not a great job for us to do in the flesh um, to check ourselves. But if we do it for that lovely right reasons, you know, that God tells us to do it because it's good for us. Why? Why, we might ask. If we do it ourselves, we can be this. We can be honest to God. We can be honest to each other. And most of all, we can be honest with ourselves. That's the healing we get. That's the integrity of God wants for each one of us. Remember, God only chastises those he loves. So that's an amazing statement on its own, to know that when we're corrected, it's a fantastic blessing. But in our minds, you know, our fleshly minds, you know, we don't, we don't like it. But, you know, in the spirit, it's, it's right. It's, it's, 
It's keeping us on that narrow path. It's keeping us on God's path. He's passed to righteousness. He's passed to the blessings. He's, he's passed to that same peace and joy upon this earth that was promised by the angels at Jesus' birth. These actions that we can take will make us feel um, secure in Christ. We know he's working with us. And we know he wants us to become a vessel of honor. So we could not do that ourselves. And we are changing. And God wants to change us. So when we do look in that mirror, we will begin to see our life is getting more Christian, more like Christ. We are changing. Our speech is changing. Our thoughts are changing. Our actions are changing. Do you know? The greatest gift you can give to people in this world is the good news. This gospel of Christ that he has given to us. Salvation is the deliverance of people from the mess they are living in. Whether it's, whether it's, you know, whether it's confusion, loneliness, whether it's sin, whether it's pain, whether it's, 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 it's terrible things we've done in our past. No matter what it is, he really wants to deliver the whole world. And we must persuade people to listen. Jesus Christ came to seek and save the lost. And each one of us being transformed by the renewing of our mind. A new person, a new way of thinking, a new teaching, a new learning. And it continues. That's the beauty about it. Why? Because he wants us to prosper. We are a new creation. Let's forget the past. Let's push forward to the high calling of God and what he has for each one of us. We have to stop our normal thinking, our usual thinking that we've done all our life and the things we always thought, well, this is, yeah, this is always kept me or this is done all right for me. We need to be daring and courageous and, and begin to, to see the mind of Christ working in our life. And what would he do when we meet people? What would he say to them? How would he feel compassion? How would he feel love and compassion on the people that are around us? You know, and all that, all that, that patience and generosity and kindness and, and showing people our faith that the way that we are and even with each other, you know, that wonderful, wonderful scripture, you know, we, when it, when it tells us that, you know, all scripture is given by um, the inspiration of God is given by God breathing in or breathing out his word into the apostles and, 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 the, and the prophets to write uh, this word for us. And, and it said it's profitable for doctrine, profitable for teaching, for rebuking, reproving, correcting and instruction in all righteousness. Why? So that every single one of us will be fully furnished for all good works. You know, because that's what God made us for. And in the end, all of us will be judged for our works. And that's why I beseech you, I beg you, I encourage you, I implore you, I hope for you, I pray for you, that you begin to look now to see what you want to achieve in every sphere of your sphere of your life this year. That's a lot of scripture. Habakkuk 2, 2 to 4. 
Habakkuk stood on the ramparts looking out to see what was happening and he was calling upon the Lord. And verse 2 says, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it will speak, and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in them. But the just shall live by faith. And here it is, Proverbs 29, 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. For he that keeps the law, happy is he. So church, reason why we started with, you know, this is a new year. You know, let's make it a prosperous new year. The Lord wants us to look at what we can do of where we can be, of what we can be in God's kingdom. And then when we begin to do that and work together with God and each other, God cannot fail to prosper us, to help us, to guide us, to lead us, to answer our prayers as he said he would. So church, let's get planning. Let's get our vision down for every part of our life. Let's get planning. Let's make sure it happens. Let's not the, let the world steal our time, our vision, our blessings, our prosperity, our happiness, our peace and our joy. Let's make sure this year it's our year for prospering. In Jesus' name.